Hi, this is Adam Rowe, a global Methodist pastor welcoming you to Whole in Christ. Here we delve into the life-changing essence of God's love, exploring its role in perfecting us and transforming our everyday lives. As we journey together, let's unravel spiritual truths, cultivate personal growth, and discover how we can become whole in Christ. Ready for a transformative experience? Let's get started. Friends, be sure to join us on a transformative 16-session journey through the Book of Romans. Beginning August 10th and concluding on the 25th, each day we'll unpack a chapter, unearthing profound wisdom from Paul's timeless teachings. From the power of the gospel to the essence of truth faith, our expedition covers it all. Don't forget to follow us so you won't miss a single episode. Prepare to nurture your growth, renew your spirit, and deepen your understanding. Welcome back, friends. Most of us are familiar with Charles Dickens' tale, A Tale of Two Cities. Today, we're going to explore a different kind of tale, a tale of two paths, not cities, but paths. One path that leads to virtue and another path that leads to vice. You know, there are as many manifestations of sin and virtue as there are stars in the sky, but ultimately, the journey of life distills down to these two paths. Our everyday choices and actions either align us with virtue, drawing us closer to God, or they align us with vice distancing us from God. In this episode, we're going to break it down. We're going to explore the seven deadly sins and their virtuous counterparts. These aren't just abstract ideas, but they're realities we encounter and navigate every day. They're the faces of the two paths, and they're going to have names. By understanding these virtues and vices, we can better discern which path we're walking on and which path we want to be walking on. This isn't about labeling people as good or bad, but rather it's about understanding the consequences of our actions and the potential of our divine purpose. And just to clarify, I'm preaching to myself just as much as I'm preaching to you. So with that, let's begin. First, let's look at Bob. Bob is a man battling lust. Bob permits his desires to govern his actions, objectifying others, and impairing his relationships. His life is an admonition, reminding us of Matthew 5.28, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. On the other hand, we have Alice, who cherishes chastity. That's kind of hard to say. Cherishes chastity. Alice grasps that her sexual desires are a part of her, but don't confine her. She prizes her relationships for the profound emotional connection and mutual respect they offer, reminiscent of 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 3 through 5. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. Alice and Bob provide a clear contrast between, between virtue and vice. Alice's understanding of chastity and control over her desires helps her maintain healthy and respectful relationships. On the other hand, Bob's struggle with lust leads him down a path of objectification and damaged relationships, reminding us of the importance of controlling our desires and maintaining respect for others. Next, let's introduce Rachel, a woman ensnared by gluttony. She excessively indulges in food and drink, misconstruing these necessities as life's ultimate goal. Her actions illustrate a life influenced by Proverbs 23, verses 20 through 21. 
Do not be with heavy drinkers of wine or with gluttonous eaters of meat. For the heavy drinker and the glutton will come to poverty, and drowsiness will clothe one with rags. In contrast, we find Tim, a man who embodies temperance. He understands that a balanced diet and lifestyle are critical to a holistic and satisfying life. His day-to-day actions reflect the joy of a moderate lifestyle, echoing the wisdom in Philippians 4, verses 12 through 13. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. When contrasting Rachel and Tim, we witness the transformative power of temperance. Rachel's unchecked indulgences negatively affect her health and obscure her spiritual path reinforcing the importance of moderation in our pursuit of a spiritually aligned, fulfilling life. On the other hand, Tim's balanced lifestyle contributes not only to his physical wellness, but also to his mental and spiritual well-being. His joy and moderation, a contentment found in a balanced life, radiates into all aspects of his life. Moving forward, let's meet Sarah a woman controlled by greed. She hoards wealth and resources, believing that the more she accumulates, the happier she will be. Sarah's lifestyle echoes the caution in Luke 12, 15, and he said to them, Take heed and beware of all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. In stark contrast, we encounter Michael, a man who exemplifies charity. He perceives the abundance in his life not as a means for personal accumulation, but as an opportunity to support others. Michael's life is a testament to 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Comparing Michael and Sarah, we understand the essence of charity and the pitfall of greed. Michael's charitable spirit brings joy and relief to those around him while enhancing his spiritual connection and sense of purpose. Conversely, Sarah's obsession with wealth leads her to neglect her spiritual growth and community responsibilities, reminding us that our worth isn't defined by material possessions, but by the compassion and generosity we exhibit. Now let's meet Tom, a man plagued by sloth. He shirks responsibility and avoids effort, failing to realize his potential. Tom's life reminds us of Proverbs 13.4. The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. On the other hand, we have Julia, a woman who personifies diligence. She treats each task, large or small, as an opportunity to demonstrate commitment and responsibility. Her actions are reminiscent of Colossians 3, verses 23 through 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. By juxtaposing Julia and Tom, we comprehend the importance of diligence and the danger of sloth. Julia's dedication, even to the smallest tasks, manifests not only in her personal achievements, but also in the positive impact she has on others. 
Tom's reluctance to put forth effort not only restricts his personal growth, but also affects those relying on him, underscoring the significance of diligence in fulfilling our divine purpose. Now let's meet Peter, a man beset with envy. He struggles to appreciate his blessings, constantly comparing his life to others. Peter's journey reflects Proverbs 14.30. A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. In stark contrast, we encounter Leah, a woman who radiates kindness. Her life mirrors Galatians 5.22-23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Leah finds joy in seeing others succeed and is always ready to lend a helping hand. Contrasting Leah and Peter, we see the beauty of kindness and the destructiveness of envy. Leah's kindness not only enhances her personal joy, but also spreads positivity in her community. Peter's life, dominated by envy, hinders his personal and spiritual growth, fostering negativity and discontentment. Now let's meet Mary, a woman clouded by wrath, quick to anger and slow to forgive. Mary's experiences echo James 1.20, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. In contrast, we have John, a man who personifies patience. Despite challenges, John remains composed and patient, reflecting Christ's love in his life. His attitude mirrors Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Comparing Mary and John, we understand the calming influence of patience and the turmoil wrath brings. John's patience brings tranquility to his life and those around him. In contrast, Mary's wrath not only disrupts her inner peace, but also harms her relationships, pointing us to the importance of patience in our spiritual journey. Lastly, let's meet Rebecca, a woman shackled by pride. She considers herself superior to others and often dismisses their contributions. Rebecca's life mirrors Proverbs 16:18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Opposite to her, there's James, a man who embodies humility. James' lifestyle aligns with Philippians 2, verses 3 through 4. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. In juxtaposing Rebecca and James, we learn the value of humility and the downfall of pride. James' humility fosters cooperation and mutual respect, strengthening his relationships and community. Rebecca's pride, on the other hand, isolates her and impedes her spiritual growth, reminding us of the necessity and humility in our journey toward divine fulfillment. Friends, we've now traversed the paths of seven virtues and their opposing vices. I hope it's not silly, and I hope these tales encourage you to reflect upon your own journey. In which areas are you thriving, and where could you invite more growth? Remember, our exploration today is not about judging ourselves or others, especially others. 
It's about gaining insights to guide our journey toward fulfilling our purpose in Jesus Christ. We'll continue exploring life's profound questions in our next episode. In the meantime, I invite you to reflect, to pray, and to seek God's guidance. Embrace each day as a step, moving closer to aligning more with virtue and distancing yourself from vice. As we part ways today, may you stay whole in Christ and find peace and fulfillment in his path. Blessings to you all. God bless. Thanks for joining us today. We deeply value your support and we're always eager to hear your thoughts. Please feel free to leave a comment about today's episode. And if you have any prayer requests, we'd be honored to bring those before God with you. Remember, if you're finding value in our conversations, we'd appreciate it if you could rate us and subscribe to stay updated on all our upcoming episodes. Thank you for being part of our community and may you be richly blessed in your journey with Christ.